0: on the stove. Yes, Clocks on the stove. Like, Clocks on. on the stove. Yes. Hey man, I don't know what we said. clock on the
1: stove, but they better take that home. Yes. Welcome back, Clocks on the Stove. Happy holidays. It's December. Um with us today, we got our usual college game day guys. Mr. Kill mm-hmm. Jeffrey Carnes, Stuart Ford, the usual myself, Zach Watts. Today, we're going to dive in onto some bowl games. And is, is This is the best but saddest time of the year for college football fans. Um, we are not going to be diving into the college football playoffs, as we will have an entire podcast dedicated to that. <laughs> On top of that, before we dive in, I would like to say our prayers and condolences are with Coach Leach. I don't know what everyone, if everyone's heard about this, but Mike Leach is in critical condition right now um, in a hospital in Mississippi. They have not released – too much information, but it is not looking too hot right now for one of the go-to college football coaching, in my opinion, at least personality-wise. Coach Mike Leach, we hope nothing but the best for him, and hopefully he can bounce back and get back on his feet and lead the Bulldogs another season. But let's get on a happier note. Let's start off with our New Year's Six Bulls. Obviously, they're only doing four of them, as two of them in the playoff games. But nonetheless, still awesome, still a great time. Starting us off, we have the Capital One Orange Bowl, number six, Tennessee, coming in at 10 and two, playing number seven, Clemson, coming in at 11-2. Clemson's coming in at a minus six and a half favorite, over-under set at 64. This game is Friday, December 30th, 8 p.m. on ESPN and the Hard Rock Stadium at Miami. Gentlemen, what are we thinking about this interesting Orange Bowl matchup? Mind you, also, both teams wear orange.
0: Nice.
2: Yeah, fair enough. Um, I guess this is kind of a weird scenario for both teams. You know, for Clemson's side of things, you know, DJ, uh, you entered his name into the transfer portal. It's obvious his time's up there at Clemson. Um, the backup, though, has showed signs that he's pretty solid. But, you know, it's kind of hard taking over a team as you're entering your bowl game. But I think this is, like, the best way to do it, honestly, because rather than just getting warmed up for next year, you're just kind of handling your business now. Um, and I think Tennessee is a great matchup, you know, both of these, hopefully both of these offenses, um, can show out, and kind of showcase why they were ranked this high to begin with, you know, Tennessee obviously handed hookers out with this ln entry. We're not going to get to see him. Um, I don't know if anyone said whether they're sitting out or not, you know, Hyatt, uh, high draft prospect.
1: So I believe there's a lot Hyatt of- is playing. I've not heard anything.
2: Okay. Yeah. Cause you know, we get to that time of year where guys if the bowl games aren't big enough or they're not playing for a playoff spot, they usually just sit out. Um, But, yeah, I don't know if Clemson's going to cover six and a half. Personally, they could. It's just one of those hit or miss situations. I don't see how they come out of gates. If you're going to bet on this game, I would just wait and live bet it, um, get a feel for both these teams. Uh, But, yeah, outside of that, over-under, not touching it at
1: all. What's your pick, though, of the game?
2: Yeah, I'm going to take, like, score? Like, just your, your pick in general. Oh, I'm taking
1: Tennessee. Yeah, I'm taking Tennessee, plus six and a half.
0: So, Hendon Hooker isn't or or is playing?
1: I do not know if Hendon Hooker is playing. I believe he's not.
3: He's, he's done. done. No. I thought he was done for the year, yeah. Yeah, is he yeah. done for the year?
0: Yeah, he towards ACL.
3: Is there, who's their backup?
0: Some fucking, yeah.
3: Oh, yeah, no. That, he, he, you know, he just probably, had
0: ACL surgery. He's not playing.
3: It, I don't even think it matters. That guy that um that really it, recruit that got paid like 11 mil, he's shooting up. Hmm. He came early. Oh. Is that allowed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's gonna be playing. So he was in yeah, high school like two weeks ago. I know, I know. He's an early like, because he's coming the Nico early. Kid, the Nico kid. Yes, he's the, no the volleyball way. player. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm. Look it up, dude. I swear. He's Is gonna play allowed?
0: his first game in the in the fucking Orange Bowl I don't
3: know if he's gonna play. He's he's suiting up, so they're definitely gonna try him out. If they're, I think I'll let you finish, but I think he's gonna get in. That's interesting. That's interesting.
1: They said the starting quarterback to be Joe Milton the 3rd. I don't think that Nico Ooh. Kids allowed to touch the field until until the
0: spring. Dude, please check check it out. I may be wrong. Joe Milton, bro.
3: Yeah.
0: Oh hell no. See, like yeah. I want to take Six. I want to take Clemson. I mean, I want to take Tennessee in the points. I like, you know, SEC ball, but I'm still just going to ride. It. I'm going to take the points and be smart here. I think that I think Tennessee, I think they have better athletes than Clemson right now and I think that they played good all year and hopefully they just can cap off their their best season in forever with a nice little bull dub, so I'll take I'll take the points too. Are you taking Tennessee with the points? Yeah, Tennessee with the points.
3: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm going the opposite way here from both of you guys. I'm. I'm going to take the better coach. I'm going to take the better quarterback. Clubnik's way better than Joe Milton. I mean, I liked Clemson before I heard Joe Milton was playing. Um, I really think Nick's going to be a good quarterback for Clemson. I just – I kind of see them rolling, I'm not going to lie. Like, Tennessee's – this has been their magical year, whatever. They don't have that great of a defense, and I just don't see this happening. Like, Dabo's been there. Tennessee hasn't. Still a bigger bowl game. I think Dabo gets them up, gets ready for next year. Um, Clemson minus 6.5 is my pick.
1: Yeah, I'm going to also rock with Steve here. I'm taking Clemson minus 6.5. I think if this would have been – Um, with the full healthy rosters and we had Hendon Hooker, I think Tennessee would have mopped Clemson personally, but Mm -hmm. that's not the case that we're presented with. And I also think that it's going to come down to one Milton sucks and Clemson's defense has never been the issue. That hasn't been the issue all season. So I don't see that being an issue in this game. I don't, as far to my knowledge, I don't know of any Clemson guys that are not playing in this game. Um, As well as like, like Stu said, dabo has been here. dabo has been here. He knows what he's doing. This isn't his first rodeo. On top of that, let's not forget, offensive, co- offensive Coordinator of the Year was Tennessee's Office Coordinator, who's no longer with the team as he's with USF. He will not gotcha. be there helping the team as well. Granted, yes, the the, the fat of the offense is still going to be there, but the man leading the ship's not going to be there. On top of that, Stu, Nico is going to be practicing with the team for bowl games, but it's not eligible to play in the game. Gotcha. okay. Yes, but regardless if Nico played or if Nico didn't play, first of all, I'm going to be extremely stupid to play that kid right yeah. now yeah um but second of all i just think that i i just don't see what tennessee can bring to the table that clemson's not going to be prepared for especially like you said Stu, with dabo's history of, of performing well in big bowl games also i think Cade Klubick um is a dog and i think this is going to be the game where he kind of has his like trevor lawrence takes out um kelly bryant game
3: if that makes sense i thought last game was personally I- it's I, his first I, start though, though. post game that interview was fantastic
0: yeah i mean now, I, I feel like dj gets a little too much hate personally <laughs> he does because you know how like bro if you have the he literally was like expected to come in when the highest man fucking be like like he literally had like unreal expectations it's like mm-hmm. almost impossible to meet unless you're literally like playing perfect football and he wasn't and he's sloppy and he's still young but like he can like He could be good in the NFL because he has the tools, but, like, it's really, like, they just write off a lot of these kids if you don't freaking, like, come in and snap right away, which which is, like, honestly rarely the case. Like, you have to be, like, on, like, Bryce Young or some shit to just, like, come up and live up to the expectations right away. Yeah, it also
1: sucks that you're following Trevor Lawrence, who's arguably one of the best college quarterbacks
0: of all time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: I think I think what we're going to see with DJ is what we saw with Jalen. I think he's going to go somewhere else. He's going to ball the fuck out. They're going to fix his minor tweaks, and then he's going to go in the draft, and the story's going to be, look how much more he's matured. He's not the same quarterback he was at Clemson. Like, DJU is different. That's that's at least the vibe I'm getting off of this whole
3: situation. 100%. 100%. And that school's going to be Auburn. That dude does <laughs> not want to go to the SEC. Get out of here with that.
1: <laughs> Our next game coming in, though, is the All-State Sugar Bowl between number 5 Alabama coming in at 10-2. and two. And number nine, Kansas state coming in at 10 and three Alabama minus three points. Favorite over under set at 54. This game is Saturday, December 31st at noon on ESPN in the new Orleans Caesar Superdome, Kansas (laughs) state coming in as our big 12 champions. Gentlemen, how do we feel about this game? Alabama
3: money line.
2: Yeah. Um, nothing else. I take the, I take Alabama with the points. Um, you know, I feel like they're obviously the better team in this. And this is no disrespect to Kansas State. You know, they've had a great year and a great showing, even in that uh, the Big 12 championship. You know, they played solid, played TC well. I just think, look, I, my biggest discreditor um, for the Pac-12 and the Big 12 uh, is they don't play defense. Um, and against an SEC powerhouse like this, who unfortunately had two super close games, less by combined, what, six points?
1: Four and, points on the last you know, play of the game.
2: Both last play of the game, on the road, like, shit happens. Like, welcome to college football. Just unlucky. Um, but I think this is kind of Alabama's prove-it game where they show, like, hey, we should have been in, but we understand why we didn't. Um, yeah, I mean, I love everything Kansas State's got going on. I just don't think – you know, if they were to have Martinez, <laughs> maybe give him a shot. But um, I, don't, I just don't trust their backup. Howard, I think his name – I don't trust him that much. Yeah. Uh, He's a, a mouse. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, Vaughn's a dog, though. Uh, but,
1: yeah, give me Alabama yeah. – uh, minus three um, it, yeah I'm sorry Caleb you go
0: oh no I, I was just gonna say the same thing I think Alabama's gonna roll minus three I don't know I just don't don't think that you're gonna like like the last game should have took and used my head a little bit take the better coach they've been here they're gonna freaking roll them I think they're just too talented bro because they could easily be in the playoff and still like if they're in the playoff everyone be like oh shit they could win it you know what I mean like I Ooh. think that they're just the better team I think they'll roll here and hopefully prove like yeah we should have been in there like Zach said but like yeah we just Two losses, can't get in.
1: So I'm going to take okay. um, Bama minus three as well. I think I think we're all in agreement with this. Two things I want to point out, though. The, or three things, excuse me. The first thing I want to point out, is it me or Deuce Vaughn has not gotten the love this season that he deserves? That man has carried Kansas State. Adrian Martinez was balling out all year. He goes down with an injury, isn't there anymore. And Deuce Vaughn stepped the fuck up and really took the workload. And I I, I feel like he's not getting enough love, at least in my opinion. I'm not saying Heisman or anything. But I just feel like what he's done with what they were lacking, it, it doesn't get talked about enough, especially with Kansas State. This isn't a team that's like historically in the Big 12 championship. You know, like they've yes. had their seasons. But for him to do what he did this year, especially coming in kind of unknown, I believe <laughs> it's more credit. The next thing I want to go and say is what Caleb stated. I think if Alabama was in the playoffs, I would favor them to win it all. That's my personal yeah. opinion. I think Nick Saban is the god of adjustments. And I think they also would have came in with a fire under their ass to prove a point. My third thing, and I might get some controversy for this, it depends which Alabama shows up, okay? If we do remember, I want to say it was 2013 when Florida State won the national championship. Alabama got mopped by Oklahoma and not a good Oklahoma in the Sugar Bowl because Alabama has these trends where they either come out with, fuck you, we deserve to be in the playoff, or we're all going to the NFL, we're not in the playoffs, we don't give a fuck about this game. So I think I, and I'm going, I'm picking Bama minus three. I think they're going to go in there and destroy Kansas State, especially since Kansas State's so one-dimensional in their offense with a run game. I think they're going to shut that shit down instantly. But I would not be that surprised if, like, right before the game, a couple Bama guys announced they're not playing in the bowl, and then we see a different kind of Bama playing. I think it's going to really come down to Bryce Young. I think I think he's a great leader. I think he's another guy that doesn't get enough credit this season. And I think he's going to really be like, guys, let's do this. Like, what we, this game is going to set up on is
3: Alabama back next year or not? That's just my personal opinion. But I wouldn't be that
1: surprised if they came back, if they came out playing like shit.
3: I just don't think there's any way, like, I think we all can agree, like, Bryce Young's 100% going to play in the game. Like, that's just who he is. I think he's going to get them to rally. But with that 2013 point, like, I'd almost bring it back to a more recent team that did make the playoffs, like, like when they played Michigan in the in the Citrus Bowl, they crushed. Like they're just they're just gonna go and get the job done, dude. Like it's rare that a t- a Saban team doesn't get up for a game, even if they lose a game. Like like they lost two games this year. They're both close. They always get up for like an Auburn game just because those are close. Sometimes it's Alabama, bro. They're gonna win by three. I just I took money line, but they're gonna win by three. I agree.
1: So we're all in agreement with Bama winning. Next game. This game is super weird but interesting Fishy. to me at the same time. Cotton Goodyear Cotton Bowl between number ten USC coming in at eleven and two, and excuse me, number sixteen Tulane coming in at eleven and two. Over under set at sixty two. USC coming in at a one point five favorite. This game is Monday, January second, one p.m. <coughs> at ESPN in Arlington, Texas, at the AT&T Stadium. Tulane coming in as the uh, American Athletic Conference champions first time in school history, with USC coming in as the Pac-12 runner-ups. Very weird game to me, but also kind of cool. What are we thinking about this game,
0: guys? I honestly am confused about the line. I haven't really seen Tulane play much this year, even at all. So... I don't really, I don't, I don't. I want to hear what you guys have to say about it. Honestly, like I don't, I just think that the line is so fishy. Like it's one of those ones where like Vegas knows something, or I don't even know. But the line is just crazy fishy.
3: Well, I think so. What? How many days in advance are we shooting this? Like nineteen.
1: This is the second, so probably two weeks, right? One, two, three weeks from today.
3: Yeah, so like that's twenty-one days in advance. This line's yeah. going to move a lot. The, mm-hmm. the fact that it opened at one and a half, I think has to go a lot with the uncertainty of who's going to play for USC more than anything. Yeah. Um The fact that they had the recent loss against Utah, that was pretty egregious. Um, I think it's about p- public perception, but this line's definitely going to shift to probably, I, mean, I think it's going to shift at least like three, four points by the time. Yeah, I can see it. I can see like minus weeks. six in game done. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I still think at that point, if I were to wake up on, the second or whatever it is and I saw USC minus six, I'd still take the minus six. I don't care if it's public or not. They're gonna roll Tulane, bro. I'm <laughs> not I'm not a Tulane guy. Like, who is it's fucking Tulane, bro. We have the Heisman winner. Like I'm going USC. There's just no way. And I understand the fishy line comments if this is like the week of, but we're three weeks out here. That's why a lot of these lines like I know Bama's Bama won't be minus three by the time the oh, game's. No. Yeah, that's gonna go up. All, so much. once the yeah. money comes in, it's gonna move everything around. But so we're taking these lines that are gonna change. Fact. I'm taking USC. Minus so one and a half.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna say some some weird shit right here, but I'm gonna go with two lane plus one and a half. And only because it seems too perfect for USC to go in there and kill them, uh, I just I, I'm getting weird vibes about this game. Caleb Williams is the Heisman, which is definitely gonna boost him. But this USC team to me is kind of just like a how do I it's going to sound stupid how I say this but just let me let me go. It's kind of like a clout team to me where they're like having the cameras on them every week, they're celebrities at their games, they're trying to bring back this like USC hype. And then instead of getting in the playoffs or playing a really big bowl game, they're playing probably the worst New Year six team. And Tulane is the exact opposite. They just won their first – they just played in their first ever conference championship. They won their first ever conference championship, and they're playing their first ever New Year's Six Bowl. Do I think Tulane matches up with USC? Absolutely fucking not, okay? I don't think Tulane's that good. I think what they do that makes them so good, since Caleb hasn't watched them that well, they play their style. They lead the dance. They're net, you don't watch Tulane games and they're down by 30 and then they start coming back. No, they, they lead the dance. Mind you, when it comes to matching up against Power 5 teams as well, they whooped up on Kansas State in week three of the season. Okay. don't forget that. So they have guys in the trenches that can play football as well. I think what it's going to be is it's going to be a Cinderella game. This USC team is pissed. They they should have been in the playoffs. You know, they beat Utah. They're in the playoffs. They're NFL first round caliber players. These Tulane guys aren't. This is their Super Bowl. This is their college football playoff. I think this is going to be one of those weird games where it has nothing to do with anything football wise and it only has to do with passion, heart and wanting to be there. And I think Tulane gets a weird win. There's going to be a weird win. In one of these games. So I'm gonna cash it in right now and I'm gonna take two lane plus one and a half.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of riding that wave, but I was gonna go two lane money line, honestly. Um, this is kind of a tale of two stories for both these teams on uh, two lane side of things. This is one of your most successful football seasons in uh school, your program's history. Um, you're riding a high, you want you wanna prove something, you wanna end your season with a statement. And a win over a should be college playoff team is a huge statement. Whereas you look at USC, you know. This is a team that's kind of lost everything they're playing. Bowl game isn't as meaningful. Um, you know, there is there is that uncertainty with Caleb Williams. You don't know how he's going to play, if he's going to play or not with that injury. I also think their defense oh, got ex- yeah. yeah, I also uh, want to point out their defense got exposed in that Utah game. And guess what? Tulane plays some hard-nosed football. And if you let that offense get going, if you want to get into a shootout game again, by all means, go and try for it. But I just... I don't know, man, like you said, Grayson, this is one of those things where I could just see Tulane pulling it off, kind of ending their seat or ending their season on a high note as well for USC. You know, the goal was for Lincoln Riley to come in and immediately make an impact taking to the playoffs. Like once you like kind of get eliminated, especially on the last game of the year, getting beat by the same team twice um, that's a huge hit to your morale. Like that it's not going to help you in any way. And yeah, you can use a statement saying, Oh, well, you know, they're going to come back playing piss." Like I, I don't really see that type of football anymore. Mm-hmm. I usually, you like, oh, we're gonna go play pissed off in a fucking cotton bowl. Like, no, like I, I just. <laughs>
1: give me explain. Um, money line. Yeah, one one thing before Caleb goes, I'm sorry. I, I want to back up with Zach said that, but they played uh, hard nosed football. This two-lane team isn't a isn't a Pac-12 team that just slings the rock. Their running back Spears is 212 carries for 1,300 yards and 15 touchdowns. USC can't tackle for jack shit. I don't know if any of you guys watched that Utah game. I th- I, there might have been hundred missed tackles. Like, they literally can't tackle. So I think what Tulane does to win this game, if they go and try to play <laughs> UFC's game and start slinging the rock, they're going to get bodied. They're going to get destroyed. What they need to do is, which, what I tried to say earlier, they lead the dance in a lot of their games. That's why they beat Cincinnati. They need to make it ugly, physical, and, and use every aspect of football. Run the ball, pass the ball, win the special teams. And if they do this, this UFC defense will break. They, they broke very bad in the Utah game. Granted, this two lane teams, not not Utah, but you don't think they're taking notes and and watching what that Utah team did.
0: I just think that like like we've talked about, like most of the most of the bowl games is like like really like is the coach gonna get these players up and like get them ready to go and like I don't know if Lincoln Riley if uh, he can do that, but I still think that if he does it and like they're ready to go, no matter if Caleb Williams sits out, but like they should be if they can play their game and be like USC like the playoff team, then like they should be fine and like. Not even roll too lane, but like beat them. You know what I mean? So I'll take USC minus one and a half just because I think that they'll be too talented and like just be able to get the like cap their season as well and like get the get the dub in the bowl and then come on for next year and hopefully do what they think they should do, even though they're not gonna
1: <laughs> Well the good thing for them is they get Caleb Williams for another year guaranteed. So that's nice. Mm-hmm. Um I'm pretty sure Jordan Ass is gonna get the fuck out of there though. Yeah. Um anyways, yeah, our final near six bowl. This is probably the worst New Year's Six Bowl, in my opinion, out of all of them. I think this is a terrible fucking game. But anyways, we have number 11 Penn State uh, in the Rose Bowl. Excuse me. Number 11 Penn State coming in at 10-2 and versus number 8 Utah coming in at 10-3. and Utah's a minus-3 favorite. Our over-under set at 52. This game is Monday, January 2nd, 5 p.m. on ESPN in Pasadena, California in the Rose Bowl Stadium probably the most historic stadium in college football and of all sports, arguably Utah coming in as PAC 12 champions. I'm going to lead us off with this one. And I'm going to state that Penn state is the least deserving new Year's six bowl team out of all these teams. In my opinion, they absolutely, Dude. they, and it's going to hurt me to say this, but I'm going to say it as, as a, as a journalist and not as a fan, they had the most Wisconsin ass season ever. They beat <laughs> all the games they were supposed to win and then got murdered in their two ranked wins. When I saw that they accepted the Rose Bowl, I was literally like, how the fuck did this team deserve to be in a Rose Bowl? And Jay, I, I keep saying this, and I said it pod in, pod out, and I'm going to keep saying it. James Franklin and Lane Kiffin have a curse of where they can only win the games they're supposed to win, and they cannot win the dogfights. And then you're going to go, well, Greason, what about the year they won the Big Ten? Yeah, they had Saquon and Trace McSorley. It's pretty fucking hard to lose with those guys, okay? <clears throat> but he can't do it. And they're ranked 11th and they're 10 and 2 only because the 10 teams they played were absolute fucking shit. All right. And mind you, they almost lost that Purdue season opener. I think Utah is going to go in there and mop them, especially because they're coming off hot from this Big Ten, this uh, Pac 12 championship game. And I think Cam Rising is an unbelievable leader and does not get talked about in that aspect at all. We never hear Cam's Rising name. We hear about Pac 12. We hear about Michael Penix, Caleb Williams, and, and Bo Nicks. I couldn't tell it you last true. time I heard someone really talk about Cam Rising. And for some reason, he finds a way to fucking win. This is their second Rolls <coughs> Bowl in two years. I'm sorry, man. I think I think it's going to be a, one of those games where it's like a really close first half, and then Utah's just going to mop them hey, in the God. second half. Yeah. I just don't think – I like Nick Singleton, the running back for Penn State. He's a true freshman. He's a dog. He has a lot of potential, and I think they should build off of him. But they do not utilize him the way they utilize Saquon or the way that this man needs to be utilized. And their offense is boring. If you've watched the Penn State game, it's fucking boring. Utah is not Sean boring. Because Sean Clifford's ass. Yeah, ass. And Utah He's is not boring. boring at all. So give me give me Utah, and I think minus three is a joke. Give me the minus three, two all day.
0: Yeah, I agree, bro. F- Penn State is so, like, they're just so – they're horrible, bro. Like, Michigan mopped them. Like, it wasn't even close. Like, I, the fact that they're 11 is kind of comical. Like, I would love to see <clears throat> someone else just at least get a shot because Penn State, like, stays just having these, like – What's their rec- whatever their record is, it's still like a mediocre season from them because they're still getting you're getting your ass blown out, out by Michigan by 30. And then you're getting and then and Ohio's State twenty two. Then- yeah, exactly. So like you're not even competing with the good like the best teams you're playing against. Like, sure, if you want to go beat Michigan State, go ahead. But like that's like I think Utah minus three, too, even though I'm a Big Ten guy, but like I'm not gonna be biased towards their sorry asses and James Franklin. Never wins big games either. So I'll yeah, take you exactly. minus three. Exactly. I don't, Penn State's defense isn't horrible, but like I just don't think Sean Clifford's going to be able to put up 35. So I'll take Utah minus three.
3: Just beat no one all year. Yeah, I got a 35 20 finish here. Utah minus three is my pick. Uh, you guys basically hit everything on the head. I mean, fuck Penn State. Yeah.
2: I got nothing intelligent to add to this conversation. I mean, Utah's Utah, Cam Rising's a dog. Um, and fuck Penn State. So.
1: <laughs> so minus three, Zach. Yeah, minus three. Yeah. So those are gonna wrap up our near six bowls. Um honestly, besides the last game, I feel like the other three games have a chance to be really good and really entertaining to watch, especially that Clemson, Tennessee game, I believe. Um, but now we're gonna dive in real quick too, guys. I just want to read off the wins that Penn State had this year, just so we don't sound like jackasses. They beat Purdue by four, and Purdue shit the bed on the game-winning drive. They beat Ohio. They beat Auburn. No offense, dude. You guys sucked. They no, that means that, that was their signature win. Like they beat Northwestern, Minnesota, Indiana, Maryland, Rutgers, and Michigan State. They beat fucking nobody. nobody. Like, congrats, guys. Yeah, like they beat nobody, and then they got mopped by by Ohio State, forty-four to thirty-one, in a game in which they were up by seventeen. They That's were up sad. and then got destroyed, and then Michigan just mopped them forty-one to seventeen. So, like, I just don't. They're only there because Michigan. They're only there because they were the third best Big Ten team, and the other two in the playoffs. That's the only reason. They're yeah,
0: missing. I agree.
1: Our this next why, bowl game. What were we about to say, Zach?
2: This is why we need to ban predetermined bowls games. I think it's the stupidest shit in the world.
3: Agree.
1: Agree. Completely agree.
3: So Big Ten was the worst division this year or conference. Yeah. Oh, ACC. Yeah, I guess. Oh, uh, well, ACC, yeah. Uh, I guess. I mean, but I do
1: agree with Zach, and we talked about in the last pod. you got to get rid of predetermined bowl games. That shit's got to go out the window. It should be who's best and deserves to be there. Yeah. Penn State is not deserve agreed. to be there. Well, that's going to change what, the, what they like? No, I agree. But I would have even liked an in-conference game in this game with a Utah versus Washington rematch. I think that would have been a better game than Penn State-Utah.
3: Dude, no one's talked about Penn State all year. It's I can't believe they're fucking in a bowl game. Like, When they they
1: fucking I was with Zach when they when they posted that Rose uh Penn State's in the Rose Bowl, and I was like, we were in Orlando for the for the UFC fights. And I was like, what the fuck? It's the most undeserving Rose Bowl team ever.
0: No, they suck. Yeah, Rose Bowl's like it's like a high ranking bowl where you should be like No, it is like it's classic. In my opinion, if
1: you're not in the national championship, you should you want to be in the Rose Bowl. Like that's the game you want to be in. Yeah, like it's just crazy shit. But starting off with a game this Friday, December <coughs> 16th at 3 p.m. on ESPN at the Explorer Stadium in Orlando, Florida, we have an amazing group of five bowl game and the Cure Bowl between number 24, Troy coming in at 11 and 2, and number 25, UTSA coming in at 11 and 2. Troy, Sunbelt champions, UTSA, CUSA champions. Troy coming in at a minus one over under set at 54 and a half, guys. This is a very interesting game to me, and what a great way to start off our bowl games. What are we thinking about this matchup between these two champions?
2: Um, yeah, you know, looking at a tail of two different offenses, um, from Troy's side of things, they like to pound it on the ground, but over over 1,000 yards rushing this year. Um, and as for UTSA, their quarterback, Harris, 3,800 yards through the air. I mean, he's been slinging it. Um, I mean, like you said, great showcase for the group of five teams. This is one of those seeding games where it ended up just working out for both teams. Um, I think this is a game everyone would like to watch. Um, I mean, unfortunately, I haven't gotten the chance to watch too much of either of these teams this year, only because like they're not really in any prime time slots and they're not going to be on your standard cable television. That's just how it is. You're always going to get beat out by the higher market teams. Um, but that's not to say this won't be a good football game. Um, if I'm going to put my money somewhere...
3: <sighs>
2: fuck it. Let's take... Let's just do UTSA plus one or money line. If it's if it's one, give me the money line. I think UTSA just more fit for this style of football. I think they'll come out on top.
0: I agree, Zach. I was I think that UTSA. I think that they'll just. I think that the offense will just wear them out. I feel like they're they're explosive and will control the game and uh just kind of shut Troy down. trail, try to make it boring, and I think UTSA will just hopefully score at will, kinda. And it'll be I'll take the plus one or money line, whatever. I think that they'll handle it.
3: Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have zero clue what's going on in this game. (laughs) Uh, So when in doubt, take the under.
1: So I'm going to rock with UTSA also. First of all, I want to give a huge shout out to our boy, Marquise Colvin, who's a starting cornerback for Troy. He's had an amazing career this year. Um, He had a pick uh, against Jackson Dart when they played Ole Miss. Here are the points I want to make. First of all, both these teams are extremely talented. Um, and UTSA's head coach is a dog. I mean, last year when we were in this weird stage of everyone trying to find a new coach, they gave him a $1 million contract, which is, doesn't sound that crazy, but it's the highest paid contract in the CUSA. So they really show that they want to keep this guy on top of that, dude, their quarterback Harris is a freaking savage, bro. He's a dog. 3,865 yards in the air, 31 touchdowns with seven picks. Oh, and mind you, his rushing is just as just as disgusting. I'm pulling it up right now. His rushing this year, he's at 588 yards with nine touchdowns. This man has, 30, has 40 total touchdowns to his name. He is the whole firepower behind this team. And for Troy, Troy's defense is very good, but their offense isn't amazing. They're not, like, running the score up on everyone, but they're keeping every game close. I mean, their loss to App State was on that last second freaking – uh, Hail Mary play, which they should have won. And then they only lost to Ole Miss at Ole Miss by 18, which in the spread was minus 25. So they're not, but the thing is, they're also not blowing teams out. They beat Marshall by eight. They beat Western Kentucky by seven. Uh, SMU by, excuse me, uh, Southern Miss by 17. Like Army by one. They're, like Caleb said, they play boring, ugly games. And that's how they win because they're like a, their defense is solid and they're gritty. I just think that they're not shutting down uh Harris. And I think honestly UTSA might might blow out the scoreboard on them. I think that they're just I think they're the best offensive power they've seen outside of Ole Miss. And the Ole Miss game was kickoff weekend too. So that's just my opinion. I'm taking UTSA plus one. Our next game, weird game. Uh probably would have been a little more hyped up preseason if you saw this on paper, but not a bad game. We got the holiday bowl between number 15 Oregon coming in at nine and three and UNC coming in at nine and four uh, Oregon's coming in at a minus 14 favorite over under set at 70 and a half. This game is Thursday, December 29th at five thirty on ESPN in Orlando, Florida at the camping world stadium, UNC. Oh, excuse me. I misread that. It's Wednesday, December 28th at 8 PM on Fox San Diego at the Petco Petco park stadium. And UNC was our ACC runner ups this season. Gentlemen, weird game, a lot of offense. What are we thinking?
2: Yeah. Yeah. You- he- I was just going to say, I think the lines is bad to begin with, because didn't UNC's OC leave to go to Wisconsin or have they've had a lot of coaching.
1: UNC's from, OC. So that, and on top of that, Zach Watts, Oregon's OC left to be the head coach of Arizona state.
2: Yeah. So, um, I'm not sure how I'm feeling about this over under, um, I'm not too confident in either of these offices at this point, I will say I have a hard time betting this much, uh, with an Oregon team specifically just because Bo Nix, you never know what Bo Nix you're going to get any given week. Um, you Know we know from UNC side of things, their young quarterback, Drake Mays, played fantastic this year. One thing I did want to say about this game though is I I like bowl games like these, not necessarily for the teams, but the environment. Playing at a baseball stadium like Echo Park, like we have also the Fenway Bowl, which is played at Fenway Park. Um, I think Louisville and Cincy are playing in that. Like yeah. that see so those are like fun environments that like guys would enjoy playing bowl games in because it's not a stadium you usually play football in. Like it's a new environment. You like that. Me personally, you know, we kind of talked a little bit about how we can, like, fix the the bowl scenario. Dude, all you have to do is, if you make the top 25, you've earned the right to host a bowl game, like, through your stadium. Other teams can play there, and then you just outright bid it to the highest bidder, whoever wants to put their name on it. You look at the Duluth Trading Bowl, no one wants to play in fucking a random-ass stadium in Orlando. Just say, hey, oh, uh, Tulane, you finished as a top 15 team this year. Guess what? You get to host uh, one of the bowl games however much money you make that wants to pay you outright to use your stadium. You get to use that for upping your facilities. So you can recruit better, you know, more NIL money will come your way. Maybe even like have a written, rit- uh, a sponsorship for him, uh, if you're able to host, do whatever it takes. Obviously it's a money um, game at this point. Uh, it's obviously what it has been for a long time. It's just a little more obvious now, but I think that's a step towards the right direction. Um, as for the picks in this, like I said, I'm probably going to take UNC plus 14, it just seems like the safer option. Uh, I I could see Oregon blowing them out of the water. I just I'm not too sold on sold on them, and I don't think I ever will be.
0: I'm not really either, but like, bro, Bo Nix has just been doing something. He's been a dog this year, so I'm gonna take the minus fourteen. Fuck UNC, give me the minus fourteen. I'm gonna let Bo Nix do his thing and blow them boys out. They're not ready for it. And they got to – I know they're going to be there for a week, but, like, Oregon's, <laughs> like – tra- that's a lot closer than fucking going to North Carolina. They're going across the country. So, so it's going to be an Oregon home game for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, hopefully them boys will uh, get ready
3: and blow them out. Is Drake May playing?
0: Yes, he is. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I'm taking UNC. Better quarterback. Uh, the more experienced coach there with Mac Brown. I think it matters more. For Bo Nix than it does for Drake Bay in regards to losing an offensive coordinator. Um, I don't think Oregon wins by fourteen straight up. That's really what it is. So UNC plus fourteen. I just don't think they're going to win by fourteen points. Got to ride the
0: Bo Nix train with me, brother. Fuck that. yeah. I'm gonna. Um,
1: <laughs> I also don't think that. This is how I look at it. I think it depends on which Bo Nix shows up, but at the same time, too, I think that. UNC, I feel like the way that, that these two team seasons have been going is Oregon started off here, UNC started off here, and then UNC's been going like this, and Oregon's been going like this. I also think with the loss of both offense coordinators, I think that hurts UNC more than it hurts Oregon, as this Drake, Drake May is a freshman. And Bo Nix has been around long enough that he doesn't really need an offense coordinator. Like he's, He knows the rhythm of the game. Like I don't think Bo Nix is amazing, but I'm going to rock with Caleb on this one. I take Oregon minus 14. UNC has looked like dog shit their last couple games, and on top of that, if you shut down Drake May, UNC has nothing to provide. Like, we saw that in the three games, they just lost back-to-back-to-back, okay? I think that Dan Lanning, regardless of how good Oregon's defense is, he is a defensive mastermind. I mean, that's why he got hired there from from Georgia. I think it'll be, like, a pretty close—I think think in the beginning of the game, it'll be, like, a touchdown, 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 and then once— they start shutting down Drake May and the rhythm gets going. He's gonna have to force too much. And I think that with a young guy like that, he just lost to offensive coordinator. And let's be honest, we don't even know if Mac Brown's coming back because he's so fucking old. I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the stability in Oregon and take Oregon minus fourteen. Even though I'm not I have one I'm gonna, more point. It's a little weird, but I'm gonna take Oregon minus fourteen.
3: I have to give it to Bo Nix. In his last five years of life, this is his sixth offensive coordinator. He has never gotten to have a playbook where he just, you know, knows no. it for over a year, bro. Like think like, dating back to high school. I'm talking about his high school playbook to his first year at Auburn, second year at Auburn. Brian Harson comes in, then Oregon, and now you're getting a new one for your last game in college. So, I mean, props. I gotta get bonix props. Like he's he's had it rough for sure. No one, I mean, if you if you told him when he goes to college this is how it's gonna be, I'm sure he would be like, oh fuck, here we go. <laughs> but, I mean. I, I, you got to give it to them. I just, I just the Oregon team. Basically, in my head, I had Oregon State that one game when they played against each other and they blew the twenty-eight point lead, and I that was like the best bet of my entire life. So, they're just kind of canceled for me now until next year. So, and I think Drake may's better than Bo Nix personally, but whatever. You know, Drake may also is, he's kind of having the James
1: Franklin effect where he only balls out against shitty teams. Yes. But, yeah, anyways, good point there. We know that uh, your relationship with Bo is a little different than ours because he used to be, you know, your Lord and Savior. Complicated. Um, yeah, it's it's a weird relationship. But our next one is a really weird game, and I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm actually kind of pissed off about this game, and I'll dive in a little more when it's my turn to speak. But we got the Cheez-It Bowl between Oklahoma coming in at 6-6 six and six versus number 13 FSU coming in at 9-3. and three. FSU coming in at a 7.5 favorite over-unders at 66. This is our Thursday night game, Thursday afternoon game. December 29th, 5.30 p.m. on ESPN in Orlando, Florida at the Camping World Stadium. Basically going to be a home game for Florida State. What do we think about this game, guys? Because I'm probably going to go last because I I can rant. I I got a little rant I'm going to go on.
0: I don't want to get my pick yet, but I just want to say that this is kind of bullshit that, bro, FSU had a great season, bro. 9-3, 13th ranked, like – they don't deserve this bull. They deserve to be better. They don't deserve to be playing fucking Oklahoma. Sorry. ass, On a Thursday, the 29th, bro. Like give these in Orlando, bro. Like you think these, this is bullshit for them. I feel horrible. Someone else give it. I'd,
3: I'd and, rather see them over Penn state. In any. I game. was
0: Yeah. That's what I was thinking, dude. Like, holy shit. Y'all's quarterbacks went crazy this whole year. You got your running backs. Like I've actually watched a decent amount of the games and I'm just like, you guys are actually a good, a good football team. And to see them being the Cheez-It Bowl is like, just as a football fan, it's like fucking annoying as shit just to see. Yeah, I'm going to
1: go on my rant real quick. So first things first, Jordan Travis had a Heisman caliber year with no love because he was hurt. And for some reason, the media just doesn't fuck with Florida State. Florida State right now is playing the best football they've played all year. And the thing is, is we went four years without going to a bowl game. Okay. We got destroyed, ruined. Our, our The program is destroyed. And then in, in two years, Norvell flips it around and goes nine and fucking three, and definitely the second best team in the ACC. Wow. And you're going to reward them with playing a team that barely made a fucking bowl game? How the hell does that make sense? On top of that, we, we talk a lot on this pod about leaders of men, right? We talk about how Ryan is a shitty leader of men. We talk about how One Deion ball. Sanders is a great leader of men. Norvell is a fucking amazing leader of men. You want to know how good of a leader of many is? There's four guys that enter the transfer portal who are still practicing and dressing out for this bowl game Florida State because that's how much this team and Norvell has meant to them. On top of that, all these motherfuckers are coming back next year. They're all coming back. So you're not only getting a Florida State team who we just talked about the Oregon and UNC going like this. They're hot. This is the hottest they've been all season. And you're going to reward them with a shitty fucking bowl against a shitty fucking team. I was pissed. In a shitty game, location, in a too. Shitty location. The Orlando Stadium sucks. I was sucks. fucking pissed. I texted in our Florida State group chat. I, like, I don't even want to watch the game. It's so fucking disrespectful. And then Penn State, give us Penn State schedule. We go ten and two. We go ten and two in that schedule. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. It's just fucking bullshit, bro. How the fuck do we get Oklahoma six? And even if we win this game, the only way I'm satisfied is if Florida State blows them out. That's the only way. Got to win by way. forty. you have to. Minus seven and a half, bullshit. Give me FSU minus seven and a half. I think this is the game where it's going to be like, they're going to be like, fuck you to the NCAA. We're making the playoffs next year. Like, you want to treat us like shit? We're going to show you what we should have played in a better game.
3: And all these I'm people taking are too.
1: like, all these people are like, oh, well, think about the money. It's in Orlando. Think about the recruits. I could give a fuck about all of that. We should be playing where we deserve to be playing. This is bullshit. Absolute fucking bullshit. I'm sorry. That's my rant. Florida Whoever's saying that half, is a moron. Give it to me.
2: Yeah. Um I'm just going to say this cuz uh, you pretty much shit on everything. It kind of goes back to what I said earlier. You know, because of the predetermined uh predetermined bowl games, the only teams that are ever going to get to play in a Rose Bowl environment are your Pac-12 and Big 10 teams. An ACC team will never know what that's like. A Group of 5 team that has an amazing season will never know what that's like. You know, have the availability for some of these like legacy bowls to incorporate as many teams as possible. You know, some teams literally will never get this chance again, give people a reason to not only watch bowl games, but to play in it as well. You know, you're talking about another home game for Florida state, your reward for being the best you've been in the last four or five years is to play in your home state further away from home, essentially in a shitty environment against a shitty team that you already know you can beat. And all that's gonna do is if you end up losing, it's just gonna make you look worse. Because a win doesn't do anything for you, but a loss, a loss just looks fucking terrible. I'm willing to bet when we go through, um, when we meet again after all these bowl games, how much you want to bet over half of these are gonna be blowouts and just like not worth it, just because it's like, oh yeah, you know, we had to put a second, a second runner up in the ACC versus the third seed in fucking who know what conference. It's like it doesn't matter. No one cares. No one's gonna be like, oh, well, you know, it's it's the legacy. Yeah, exactly. No one gives a shit, dude. Like every the times change, people want to see the best football at the end of the year, and I just don't think this is providing fans with the best football. This is just shit. But yeah. I digress. FSU minus seven and a half, minus fifteen. If I could,
3: I mean, oh. someone's got to clip that. That was a great rant. That was fantastic. That's I think- what. It, send that clip that and send it to the NCA. Like <laughs> seriously, but I'm. I'm, you guys are all making fantastic points. I'm 100% on board with all those. FSU, I'll take an alternate spread minus, like, 21. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to do minus seven and a half, too. Also, like, like you said, Zach, like, it's kind of – it's just crazy. Like, you think every – I think every bowl game, like, seriously should, like, matter for the program. And the fact that, like, a win does nothing for them is, like, just horrible to, like, cap off their season. Like, woo, we won the fucking – cheese it bowl or whatever the fuck it's called and we were in Orlando yay like fuck that dude Bro, just, these guys I, have
3: to like practice and miss Christmas with their family yeah, because exactly they, to go- because they run to the cheese it bowl now
0: like I bet all of them are like oh uh, like yeah it's cool and like we had a great season but like dude fuck it we're in the cheese it Bowl. we don't give a shit free cheese it's for life for the winter how about that hey, like, they're decorating
3: like- their room and cheese it gear come yeah.
0: on oh my god that was I saw that shit I was like Ugh. oh my god dude the thing is too it's like
1: such a high risk, low reward game, like Zach was saying. You lose, everyone's like their, your season's yeah, exactly. bullshit. And if you win, you're like, oh, good job. You beat a six and sixteen. Yeah, like you, you should know have what won. I would've liked to see I would've liked to see Utah play Bama and Florida State play Kansas State. I wanted to play Kansas State the whole time. I think it's a that very good, very well matched up game between great running offenses.
0: Yeah, I think, I think that, that would have been good awesome. Matchup.
1: But hey, it is what it is. You can only you can only play with the cards you're dealt, Florida State by murder. That's all I gotta say.
0: Maybe we should work with NCAA.
1: <laughs> Yeah, literally. <laughs> Schedule the bowl games. Our next game, our Val Valrio Val- Val Alamo Bowl between number 20, Texas, coming in at 8-4 and four, and number 12, Washington, coming in at 10-2. and two. Texas is a minus-five-point favorite, over-under set at 68.5. This is going to be a Thursday night game. This is going to be literally following right after the Florida State game, uh, 9 p.m. on ESPN. This game is in San Antonio at the Alamo Dome. It's literally a Texas home game. We're talking about how... Florida State's getting shit on and not getting love and coverage. Texas is getting the exact fucking opposite. They have a worse record and they're giving them a better bowl game in their home state as a home field advantage.
3: They want Texas to
0: back so bad, bro. Oh, there goes two. Continue, Caleb. They just want Texas to be back, bro. This is all politics, bro. They like who's gonna sell like Florida State or freaking Texas? Like that's how they look at it, which is so sad because like. Give Tech, give Florida State, let them play Texas, bro. You know what I mean? Like, just let's just prove something. Let's just see. We just want to see. That's what
1: it was rumored at first. It was rumored that it was going to be Texas versus Florida State.
0: And I was like, dude, if
1: we're the team to show that Texas isn't back, I would love that. I Are love we? That.
0: Who is, uh, is there any like word on who's sitting in in, in this game? Like, is anyone not playing? Like, B-Jones? I have not
1: heard of anything. I do believe it, we're going to see a Quinn Ears versus Michael
0: Penix quarterback battle. Bro, I fucking love Penix. Oh my gosh. hmm. I um, love that guy.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, as much as I want to shut on Texas, I do think they win this um, handily. Um, I think Steve Sarkeesian's a great coach. Um, as much as I want to root for our Tampa boy, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, dude. Uh, I like I said, Quinn Ewers is just kind of a dog. Like, <laughs> like if he if he stays in that game, I think they end up beating Bama. And if this is a nine and three team versus like this eight and four team, I think the script. Is even worse for Texas because they would have they would have put them in a New Year Six Bowl. They would have found a way to like fuck someone over to put them in your Six Bowl. If that was the case. Um, So yeah, I'm going to take Texas minus five in this one. I think Washington's a great team, but you know, there it's just something about Texas football that always. And you know what we're going to get? They're going to win. You're, they're going to give you the we're back, Sam Ellinger, all bullshit, and then you're going to get your ass whooped next year, and then we're right back to square one. So let's just continue the circle of life for Texas. Um, They'll get their one. We're back bowl one game and then it's back to shit uh, right next year. So um, we're gonna
0: lose to UTSA first game of the year. Yeah, first game. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. uh,
0: percent. minus time.
1: five, Zach. Yeah.
3: Uh, I think Texas has a comeback at the very end of the game, so they get the big speech afterwards. They win by three. We'll go uh, Washington plus five. They're the better team. And what a game it would have been if we could have seen FSU Washington. I mean, that would have just been a fantastic matchup, but no. The NCAA is corrupt, and uh, I'm just going to go with Washington plus five. Michael Penix is coming back next year, and uh, I think everyone's gassed up backs. in that. Yeah, he announced.
1: And they signed their yep. head coach to a contract extension, so. Watch out
0: for them boys, man. Give me the Huskies. Caleb? The fact that it's in Texas just worries me why I don't want to freaking take We're showing it. showing
3: up to the Alamo Bowl. They're not going to pack it out and be like, go Texas. It's going to be like. Obviously a home game, but, like, bro.
0: I don't know.
1: Wa- do Washington like fans like travel? Ball. I don't know shit about Washington fans. Me neither. I don't feel- think
3: Washington fans are going to travel, but I don't think it's going to be, like er- – like, Texas fans will show up, but they're not going to be like, oh, fuck yeah, we're going to the Alamo Bowl. Like, let's fucking blow it up. Well, it's the fact that be- it's
0: in Texas, though, is why I think that it'll happen. It's not like that they're going to they – it's not like they're going to Orlando. They're going to, like – they're literally like they're going to drive, like, three hours and stay in uh, San Antonio and go to, the, go to the game and have a good little t- – Good little time and support them.
1: Yeah. And also, they're definitely going to have, gonna have, all have all the these, home field like, advantage. Just... Yeah. And you're going to have all these San Antonio natives that are like grew up Texas fans. And they're like, oh, let's just go to the game. It's right here. Yeah.
2: I also think uh, Washington fans don't exist. They're just like, they're like, <laughs> like- CIA. they're just like, like how do we make the most generic yeah. human being possible? They're like, easy.
3: Washington, they're NPC.
2: Football- yeah. Yeah. Washington or Tennessee football fan, just fucking send them out to who knows where and we'll just like invade. We'll just invade
1: and i that, want to say uh washington has a large canadian following as well they're really that's a team yeah
0: they like uh, i'm gonna take washington plus five too just because i think that like zach said like their cycle but i think their cycle they already did their little peak where they were like close with bama and they have a decent record and then now they're gonna come down on the and not cap off their season beautifully like they would so i'll take and i like fucking Penix and uh Washington, so I'm going to do plus five, too.
1: Yeah, I'm going to get shit on here, but I'm going to take Washington plus five, and I'm going to take the over of 65 and a half. Both of these defenses are fucking dog shit, okay? And I and they're going to – what the NCAA wants, and the more I talk to Stu and the more I follow sports, the more I realize it's just a big fucking game, and it's WWE, the NCAA wants to post highlights of Michael Penix and Quinn eras just slinging the rock. They want just highlight on highlight of just – Michael fucking <laughs> and Quinn ears. That's all they want. They want to just have a 15 minute clip of Michael Penix and Quinn ears throwing eight touchdowns each. And I think they're gonna find a way to make it happen. And on top of that, both of these defenses allow 360 plus yards a game. And we're looking at Michael Penix coming in. Quinn ears' stats are not as good because he's been like on field, off field, on field, off field. But you still got Bijan Robinson, and from what I know, he's playing in this game. And on top of that, Michael Penix is coming in with almost 5,000 yards fourth. Four thousand three hundred fifty yards and thirty touchdowns, bro. He, like it's it's going to be an all. It's going to be such a freaking great game to watch offensively. And I think um I think either Texas wins it close or Washington blows them out, and that's why I'm going to take Washington plus five. But I think the over is going to hit. I know it sounds crazy because it's so high, but I think it's definitely going to hit because they're just going to sl- they. ESPN and, and NCA want it to happen, so it's going to fucking happen. Yeah, Ooh. I agree. Our, we have two more games to discuss our next game, which to me, when this game got announced, it was probably the most interesting game to me out of all the other games besides the Power Six, of course. We have our Tax Slayer Gator Bowl between number 21 Notre Dame coming in at 8-4 and, and number 19 South Carolina coming in at 8-4, over-under set at 52 Notre Dame coming in as a minus 2. This game is Friday, December 30th, 3.30 p.m. on ESPN in Jacksonville at the TIAA Bank Field. And real quick, before you guys carry on, Spencer Rattler said he doesn't know if he's coming back or not, which is the stupidest announcement I've ever heard in my entire life. And Michael I Mayer, him. I who is probably the most productive player on the Notre Dame team, is not playing in this game. They're starting tight end.
2: Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say I I would have the fucking hater bowl because I hate both these teams. Um, I'm probably just going to watch it to see who is going to piss me off the most. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I also think this would have been a great opportunity to uh, ship one of the bowl games out overseas, just have them play it in fucking Europe and just like <sighs> <just> completely shit, <laughs> like just roast the fuck out of like anyone they see, just like give them hell. Like they're going to see Spencer Rathlin. They're going to be like, what the fuck is that? And just roast his ass. Um, I would have loved to see that. Um, But yeah, I'm, I don't even know who to take you know what, fuck it. Give me South Carolina plus two. Notre Dame, every time I look at them, I just get pissed off knowing that they lost to Marshall this year, but then somehow we'll turn around and beat a really good team for no fucking reason. Um, so, it, this just seems like a game that, like, if they're favored in, they're going to lose. And they need to get exposed regardless. Of-
0: <coughs> I agree. I fucking hate Notre Dame. I think that South Carolina will win, like, 31, like, 28 or something like that. They'll win by, like, three points or something, and I just fucking despise Notre Dame and I don't like Spencer Rattler either he just he just wanted to say that he doesn't know if he's gonna come back because he wants people to he wants the he wants the attention you know he he wants he wants people to be please come back please come back blah blah blah. he just likes that shit I think South Carolina wins by like three points so they'll and I have the points so I'll take them plus two
3: bro I literally hate that they're ranked like I hate that dude football like I'll say some shit about teams like we can all hate on Notre Dame; they're annoying as fuck. But like, football is better when they're good, just because they're a brand. Football can do without South Carolina. They can do without South Carolina. And I still like Notre Dame's coach. Like, I, I like him. I like him. And I don't like Shane Beamer. And I'm going Notre Dame because fuck Spencer Rattler. I'm gonna also, give me money line though. I want money line. I'm gonna I'm gonna join you with that pick, uh,
1: Stu. I'm gonna take um, Notre Dame money line. I'm also gonna take the under. I think that I like that
3: as well. I'll put I, that
1: on mine as well. I think that this game is gonna be boring as shit, especially without Michael Mayer. And I understand that these two games that South Carolina basically built their entire season on were amazing, but let's not forget that they got boat raced by fucking Florida, and they got boat raced by the majority of their games this year. It's like they suck dick. This is my this is my opinion on on South <laughs> Carolina. South Carolina is the most irrelevant SEC team. They have no culture. They have no like historic presence in the in in the sec and they try to force it year in and year out like they got beamer look at beamer bringing the swag or they beat tennessee and they beat they they, they fucking suck like they had two great wins and i'll give them that i'm not going to discredit that but let's not forget the fact that spencer rattler fucking opened up this year starting off with six touchdowns and six picks he sucks his team sucks. (laughs) got beat up by a true freshman last year on a team that could have won the fucking natty he sucks okay he's not good notre dame's not good I'm going to agree with Stu, though. As much as I hate Notre Dame, I'm a big Marcus Freeman fan. He's a good leader of men. I like him a lot. I'm not sold on Beamer. I'm not sold on South Carolina. I don't know why we're forcing this narrative. And I think this fucking little magic run that South Carolina is doing is going to be gone. And I think it's going to go back to a boring-ass, stereotypical Notre Dame and South Carolina game. Give me Notre Dame money line by a boring-ass game and give me the under.
3: Notre Dame wins the boring games, bro. That's what they do. They win the boring games.
1: Yeah. I agree, and South Carolina's wins. I mean, dude, like I'm gonna even just to just to back myself up, so I don't sound too much like a jackass. I'm gonna just double check into this, but dude, they they have some pretty not good losses. I mean, so does Notre Dame. I'm not gonna say Notre Dame doesn't, but I mean, I, I feel like Notre Dame's been more consistent. But they were at the
3: beginning of like Marcus's career. Like that was exactly. his first few
1: games as a head coach. Exactly. Where the fuck is this game? At? Oh, I got it right here. I mean, dude, let's look at South Carolina. Um, they got mopped by Arkansas. mopped by Georgia. They got they beat Kentucky barely, beat Texana barely, lost to fucking Missouri at home. And then lost Missouri's before they went on their they before they went on the <coughs> two game win, they lost to Florida 38 to six.
3: Thirty-eight to six.
1: Where Spencer Rattler had eighteen for twenty-six with no 140 yards and no touchdowns. I just I, I think that this little hype train they got is gonna die. I do. And I yeah. I do too that Notre Dame was the boring ones.
0: I'm looking at uh Notre Dame's their schedule right now. They fucking mopped Clemson. Like they actually have some decent little wins, I guess. Mopped North they mopped
1: Carolina. Them. They 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 didn't Syracuse they didn't, is they, decent,
0: they, mopped they them. They
1: played well versus versus well, they beat Syracuse at Syracuse, which is good. And they yeah. played well versus USC. I just think they didn't have the star power that USC had.
0: Yeah. I do like their coach too, though. He's making it like he even though like I'll never root for them, but like Brian Kelly versus him is like night and day. So I like agree. yeah. Like, Brian Kelly's like impossible to root for unless you just grow up liking that team.
3: Biggest loser.
1: I think he's better for their culture. He's younger. He's more with the style. Hell yeah. He brings a little more swag. I think he's better for Notre Dame. I agree. Now our last game of the day, I only put it down because I feel like it's a game we have to talk about, but I think we're all going to be in agreement on how this one's going to go. The cheese it citrus bowl, number 17 LSU coming in at nine and four versus Purdue coming in at eight and five. LSU coming in at a minus 10 and a half favorite over under set at 58 and a half. This game is Monday, December 2nd, 1 p.m. on ABC. Another shitty game in Orlando. (sighs) LSU is the SEC runner ups. Purdue is the big 10 runner ups.
3: What are we thinking on this game? I hate this. What the fuck? Same. What the fuck?
2: Same rant I had as the fourth State thing. LSU had a great. So bad. Under first year, uh, Brian Kelly, great year. Um, you have great wins over Alabama and how are we going to reward you? Guess what? We're going to send you to fucking Orlando to play Purdue. Um, have fun. Crazy. Uh, yeah. Like, like what the fuck? Um, yeah. Pretty, pretty obvious. I'm taking LSU minus 10 and a half. Um, I have before in this Purdue team. Um, I don't know what they have going for them. Um <laughs> No, nothing about this makes sense. Like, the Camping World Stadium, don't understand. I get you're both runners-up, but that's not that doesn't make you equals. Like, what, when did we decide that being a runner-up in a conference suddenly made you an equal?
1: Yeah. Like- exactly. Well, and on top of that, LSU became a runner-up because they beat Alabama. Purdue became a runner-up because Wisconsin and Iowa sucked dick this year.
3: Bro, imagine if Alabama had, had been the runner-up and they had to play fucking Purdue. That would be crazy. <laughs> that's... I love how Alabama has a better game than fucking LSU and they and they didn't even get to this. And they lost. They lost LSU. That's so funny. This is the WWE, bro. It's the WWE. It they don't, it's ridiculous. Um, I'm gonna go under here. I fucking hate LSU, so I don't think Purdue's gonna stay within that number, but I'm not taking LSU or Brian Kelly. I, I I'm just give me the under. I don't even know what number it is, but just give it to me. Oh yeah, we'll go under there.
0: I'm gonna go with you, Sue. I fucking hate LSU. Purdue's just so boring to watch. Like Zach said, like, what do they have going for them? Like, holy shit. It's fucking <laughs> another thing, like, we already talked about this. Like a bowl, like a bowl win should mean something. Like LSU beating Purdue doesn't mean anything. It doesn't do anything for them. You won the fucking cheese at bull in Orlando. Congrats. Like fuck. Like These it are just
3: terrible it's so- matchups this year, bro. Yeah. They did a really poor job. Um, I'm gonna so wait. You're taking
1: the under too, just the under. Yeah, two. I'm gonna do under. I'm gonna take LSU plus ten and a half. Or excuse me, minus ten and a half as well. And uh, a key thing to note that we haven't discussed or brought up this entire time: Purdue just lost their best coach ever. They just lost the best coach they ever had, who wasn't even that good, and he's gone. He went to freaking Louisville. So, not only do they have nothing to bring to the table, they don't even have a guy to, like, light a fire under their ass. So, they literally mm-hmm. – this is one of those games where they're just like, all right, let's just get it over with, you know? They they're so like, down like, battle. <laughs> yeah, they don't even want to be there. I'm not even going to fucking watch this game. Terrible matchup. Absolutely not. Um, you should have done Purdue versus Oklahoma and let LSU and Florida State run it back because that game they had at the beginning That'll of the be was lit. electric. 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 Um, yeah. But, yeah, that's all I got to say for our bowl games. Any other games you guys want to shout out or uh, anything else? Any other notes? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, I want to a proposal that there should be a toilet bowl every year and it should feature the two worst teams in the country. Uh, this year it would have been South Florida versus UMass. And I would have fucking watched just some shit football where no one wants to be a part of it, but like you have to. Because it's like, it's your incentive not to suck. And then maybe like you won't be featured in the toilet bowl every year. Um, and maybe the winner gets a year's supply of like one ply toilet paper. Like that's all you get. One like, ply? <laughs> <yeah>. Super <laughs> rough. Terrible toilet paper, and you're just like, there we go. Like we get pretty fucking toilet paper forever. Um also, it, yeah, it just pretty much tells you don't suck dick. You're both one and eleven, and that's your fault. So deal with it.
1: I like that idea. A couple of bowl games I want to shout out that we didn't talk about, but I think they're also pretty interesting. We got Cincinnati versus Louisville in the Fenway bowl. That's gonna be an interesting game. Louisville's head coach just went to Cincinnati. Very weird to me. I don't know why you would leave Louisville. I think Louisville's a great job to have, but he's not coaching. I saw a funny tweet that was like, Grow the fuck up and coach both teams with a blowhorn on top of the stadium. It should have <laughs> been hilarious. That's a very interesting game to me. Um, another interesting one, we got Wake Forest versus Missouri. I know you're like, what the hell? Why are we talking about this game? Missouri ran from Kansas. Pussies, Kansas like, yes. Kansas was like, yo, let's run it back. We used to be rivals. Like it's it's a it's a borderline game, you know, Kansas, Missouri. Um, the the Missouri compromise, you know, it's a long goes a long way. They ran. So I hope Wake. That was
3: so crazy that they. I. I. That's crazy, and I don't know much about the Missouri head coach, but I remember when Auburn and Missouri were playing, that hit that like Brian Harson's good friends with that coach. So fuck that coach. That's all I gotta say on that. Yeah, that's Like, that, that whole I'm thing, he's he's out the door next in the SEC. Talk about an irrelevant SEC team. Yeah, That's Missouri. Yeah, but
1: at least Missouri, like, if we're going to talk about irrelevancy, at least Missouri's been to a couple Big Ten championships. At least they've had a couple good, like, uh, good players go, I couldn't name shit that South Carolina's ever done, bro. They
3: well, I know something funny, actually in my lifetime, the two SEC championships that I've, like, watched since I've been watching football, it was Cam Newton played against South Carolina, and then when we went to play FSU in the BCS, we played Missouri in the SEC yeah. championship. Yeah. Mopped them both. But
2: um, Another thing I want to add real quick, I kind of touched on it earlier, but I wanted to look it up to make sure. Um, there's a huge list of games um, at a college level that have been played outside of the United States. Um, you know, I think college men's basketball does a great job of this of kind of just having like little tournaments and set up like, dude, I watched a fucking basketball game get played on a f- aircraft carrier. Like, you, you right. know, yeah, they do a good, like that's sick. Like why, why would you not try um, an expanding just football anywhere you could, you know, we talked about a lot of Washington fans come from Canada. You know how easy it would be to set up a game in fucking Canada. It's not like they don't play Canadian football there. um You want to go Germany has an environment that would love to watch Europe, South Korea actually has a college football league over there. I don't know if you've seen any highlights of it, but it's actually fun as fuck to watch. Um, um, But like there's an entire just population of people over there that want to watch college football, but it's just not showcased to them. Um, I think it's a great opportunity to kind of spread the love of work. Um, And like some of the games I'm reading through, we've played games in Cuba, Canada, West Germany, Austria, France, Japan. Like
1: go play in fucking Japan. Who would not want to go play in Japan? i don't know if you remember zach the kickoff game this year was nebraska versus northwestern in dublin ireland and that game was boring to the fact that the team sucked but it was awesome because the environment there was awesome and i don't know if you remember this the card readers went down so everyone got free fucking beer and they had the longest beer snake of cups at a college football game ever Uh you know Uh it just brings a different environment you go to you go to these european countries that don't have that they have one zero soccer games give them a 35 28 banger of a football game, you know. Like, it. all it does is help everyone, it only benefits everyone,
2: yeah. Um, I, I saw this one game back in 2019, I didn't even know this game happened, but it was in Shanghai, China, and we sent Penn versus Ivy and Penn 85 to nothing. Um, so we pretty much were just like, Here's an ass whooping, here's what college football is like, and they were like, Oh, this sucks. Like, just send like a simple, like a competitive game over there, it doesn't even have to be like. Literally do what we talk about. Send fucking Texas and Washington
1: to high scoring. You just want to post highlights, send them the fuck out. I mean, that's what baseball does. Baseball is like, oh, we're going to put the Red Sox versus the Yankees in England. By the way, outfield's 200 feet, you know? So yeah. it's like, oh, it's, I, it's electric.
2: Nine, Yeah. Enjoy. Um, but yeah, I just think that's what they need to do. I would like to see it. Um, and I'm all for growing this sport in any way you can. And don't tell me that it wouldn't help you because I know there's fucking a lot of money to be made.
1: Yeah. Well, and also on top of that, Zach, when we're talking about like some of these bowl games, they're like, why the fuck do they matter? Like Kansas, Arkansas, weird game. You put it in Europe, more people are gonna watch it just because it's in Europe. And more people are gonna be more interested in the game just because it's in Europe or it's in Asia or something. You know, that's another factor um to it as well. A couple other bowl games I wanna get off. UCF versus Duke in the military bowl. I think that's a fucking fire matchup. Great matchup. I think Syracuse versus Minnesota is another one because they're kind of like the same team in different conferences. Like Syracuse and Minnesota were both ranked super fucking high in the beginning of the year because they played nobodies, and then they started like dwindling down in their conferences. Um, There was one more I wanted to bring up that I can't remember. Oh, yeah, and the last one. So Zach was talking about we shouldn't have predetermined bowl bids. We have fucking Iowa versus Kentucky with the lowest over-under in college football history at 31, which was lower than the Army-Navy cover.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't know how you sit in a meeting. Um, and you write these two teams down on paper and don't get physically ill, um, mm-hmm. this is a game that you probably could get away with not televising and no one's going to be mad. I don't even think fucking Iowa or Kentucky fans are going to want to watch this shit.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I believe this is a rematch. <laughs> a rematch? These two teams, I think they've played in a bowl game before, if I'm not mistaken. I don't have-
1: remember. I just don't really give a shit, to be honest. Is Levis playing or yeah, not? I don't give a fuck. Does it, matter? No, but- Does it matter? He's not even good. I know. He they, they like so fell, right. off, they fell off, like, really hard. Bro, he's like- Mel Kuyper's number one quarterback going into the draft.
2: Some poor team is going to – I holy fuck. It's going to be the Texans, too. They're going to be the dumbasses that are like, fucking Will Levis, man. This is the future. Or the
1: Jets. Or the Jets are like, all right, we, we fucked up with Zach Wilson. We're bringing in Will Levis. Yeah, no. <laughs> Mike like, White's lit. No, yeah. I fuck with Mike White, but he's not the he's not the answer.
2: No, Mike White. Um, but no, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of guys every year that just like should go higher, but don't like end up dropping. I feel like this is an opposite situation with Levis. Levis is a guy that's like you don't know why he's projected so high. He's I'm going like, higher.
1: He's going higher.
2: But, like, dude, this guy can just fucking whip that shit so fast. Like, He can play behind the line with no one because he can just get that ball fast. like, dude, I don't give a fuck how fast you get it out. If it's going right to the defense, like I, I don't care. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think think that wraps up my thoughts about it.
0: I I got
1: all my rants and and, and comments out gentlemen. I'm all good. Same here. Yeah. Well, sorry. Auburn didn't make a bowl game. It is what it is. You got, you got it good going. I'd rather be
3: recruiting right now. Anyways.
1: I agree. I agree. Caleb, we will definitely. I'd rather be playing for a natty, you guys. We'll bring you back on for the natty episode. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining us. Clocks in the stove. Thank you. Whole picks over and out. It's-